Hey everyone, it's Eric, it's Friday, and this is another special all killer no filler where I don't have to do a podcast, uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm using that time to prepare for the next challenge that we're doing with D2C Plus, which is uh, a YouTube workshop. Uh, I can't wait to tell you more about that in the coming weeks. But for today, we're going to go back to the pre-sale page challenge. Uh, we've sort of had hundreds of people uh, attend these um, these amazing webinars that we put on um, that you can now find in D2C Plus. But we're also giving everyone the full first day um, on our podcast as well as on our YouTube channel. So today we are featuring featuring Kyle Hitchcock's uh, day one second half presentation um, on all the key elements you need to know about for pre-sale pages. He goes into all of his golden tips. Uh, he does walk people through um, actual websites to show the different kinds of pre-sale pages that we make at Pilot House. And if you want to see those, you're going to want to go to our YouTube channel. So you can go to youtube.com slash C slash DTC podcast, or just search for DTC podcast in YouTube and it'll turn up. You'll be able to see uh, the full day, uh, first day's presentation on YouTube for free. Um, and again, if you want to join us on our membership community, you can go to d2cplus.co uh, and you can check it out for a buck. Uh, so thank you very much. We'll be back next week with another all killer, no filler. Um, that is uh, live with uh, with guests, which I'm excited for to get back into the swing of things. But for now, please enjoy the second half of last week's pre-sale page challenge. Kyle Hitchcock's like only Kyle Hitchcock's can do. Thanks very much. There's never been a better time to be a direct-to-consumer business. Join us as we uncover the strategies and scaling secrets of the world's most disruptive brands and agencies. This is DTC Podcast. Really, you guys? I mean, it's tough. Like, you know, we're talking to brands too. Brands are like, why are you using pre-sale pages? Like, stop it. Just like, you're, you're just run to my homepage. I spent 50 grand on this website and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll do that. And then I go and build pre-sale pages. Cause I know in two months it's going to make them more money. So <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, if you can increase your page click through rate, this is an intent based click through rates. Like obviously not, you know, clicky clickbait stuff, um, from 15 to 20% to 25% gain. Therefore, 25% more people are going to your cart and 25% more people are making a transaction. Just something to like, let that sit. Um, it seems small, like, oh, my click-through rate is 15 to 25%, but it's actually a huge, huge gain. It can have a massive impact on your business. Um, I should probably present this, right? There we go. It's a little better, yeah. Okay, uh, we kind of got into this. There were some questions you're all, you're all, uh, kind of keen to understand our, our flows and funnels. And again, like any questions after this that we, we can't get through, I'd, I'd love to kind of get on a call and, and support you through that or, or do my best to anyway. But the benefits, um, you know, the number one benefit and why why we're doing it this way, like straight up is that, you know, Shopify and these other platforms are janky. Uh, they're fragmented and the design tools themselves, um, you know, the liquid theme files within Shopify. It's like, you're trying to find a guy develop for you and then it's like how do I find the creative person to put my vision together where's that branding person and so we just said you know what fuck it let's just let's just start building this stuff away from Shopify and we'll terminate our transaction into Shopify or another cart tool um, push data into uh, Shopify or not I mean we've used Limelight we've used Connective we've used WooCommerce there's 
uh, so many, I think for DTC plus we're, we're also using WooCommerce as, as an example, uh, which is on WordPress. So just a different flow and funnel. Um, easy to implement. Uh, landing page tool templates are there. All you got to do is find a good copywriter, uh, start testing, um, increase AOV, EPC, CVR, ROAS, therefore net profit. The, the truth is like, we're not just testing pages, we're testing pricing. Like we have this pricing elasticity. So we'll test different price points on a landing page, right? Like that's just one test you can do. People are like, oh, the landing page, like what's the message? It's like, no, the message is exactly the same. I'm just testing a 49 price point versus a $59 price point versus a $69 price point. Because I know that if I can find that, that, that lane, it, I know that I'll, my earning per click, my EPC will be higher and therefore my overall net profit will be, will be better. We're also testing bundles. So uh, product variants and bundles, like you might have a, a subscription offer or you might have a one-time purchase offer. A lot of you do. Um, you might have different bundles, but like, I want to know what's going to, let's say, I want to know what's going to what's going to allow me to spend more on Facebook as an example today. I know that it's going to be bundling up my products and selling more of the same thing because I'm going to get that money day one. Whereas in a subscription business, LTV, you might make more money long-term, but that might not be like possible depending on budgets and restraints. And so we're testing single transactions, one, three, five bundles. We're testing different stacks of, uh, uh, buy this, get this also. Um, and we're doing all of that on different landing pages uh, and measuring those results. Find new audiences with new angles. So this is, I don't know if this is a pilot house thing or where the, someone else probably taught it to me. Uh, sorry if I'm stealing credit here, but uh, we use these pages to find our audiences. Majority of our campaigns are open, just open. And what we'll do is we will create these angles and these ideas. So, and I'll get into the details or the specifics of how to do that. But let's say uh, woofers as an example, you know, the angles that I want to test could be, um, you know, dog mom loves dog, uh, healthy dog treats, or uh, I don't know, dog food alternative, whatever, whatever, you can come up with like dozens of these things. We'll actually use landing pages and pre-sales to pre-qualify customers. And then we'll run those in different campaigns in Facebook and let Facebook just rip on them, right? So you're actually getting different audience segments at different CPMs and different CPAs. Um, kind of some secret sauce there for you all uh, once you build some confidence in this and that allows you to scale horizontally. So there's a lot of competition out there. Eric covered that. Um, in our opinion, if you're not always testing angles, like Cam's example in the beginning with that um, gas and energy uh, company, um, we found two audiences that we, that we weren't hitting before. We found green people or green th uh, Earth friendly people, and we found pensioners. We weren't we weren't necessarily uh, maximizing the efficiency of, of those audiences on Facebook, and we used pre sales to to uncover that. Uh, just some perspective. This is like the motivation. This is like this is like me trying to be like, guys, you got to be doing this. Um, snow. So this is I literally pulled this screenshot 15 minutes before this presentation. I'm not a big planner. Uh, 259 landing page variants within uh, the last year. I, I don't even think we've worked with them for a year. I don't know the exact date, but it's probably like nine months, eight months. Uh, today, there's 22 active landing pages in their funnels. That's that's not counting Shopify stuff. That is all an Instapage pre-funnel that is pre-sell, PDP variants, um, prospecting versus retargeting. Those are different holiday promos. 
And as a result, we're scaling and we're scaling hard. And so uh, just let that sit guys, like go make some landing pages. Um, types of sales pages. This is pretty, we boiled this down. Like there's so many variants and you can like, there's like nuance and everyone has different opinions. There's on the left here, we have like the standard Shopify stuff. So your PDPs, your collections, uh, PDP just being a product page. On the right, this is kind of like where we like to play. We like to get a little experimental um, and I'm just gonna click through here. So PDP, standard product page, collections, you guys know what that is. Um, persona page, it's kind of like a shorter, bit of nuance to it it's to the point but like it does touch on some emotions and it's you know a lot of testimonials uh things like that social proof and then advertorial is just old school long form and that consideration too is you're gonna want to like check out your brand right like a brand um a super high polish like gucci thing isn't going to want a long form advertorial but they might want an advertorial they just might want to make it more brand friendly so i'm just going to click in these guys we'll scroll around and see where we get So this page, we can't beat it, or at least haven't been able to beat it for a very long time. And um, this is on Shogun. And what we're doing is either sending retargeting traffic here, or we're sending funnel traffic through here. So we'll have a pre-sell in front of this and maybe another product page. Um, and this will actually link out to the checkout from here. But this page uh, is a great example of a, um, of a PDP and we're, We've been unable to beat it for a very long time. Collections pages. So I'm going to show you there so you can see the subdomains here. This is the uh, snow uh, stock Valentine's Day, also built in Shogun. You can tell elements dragged over from our other winner, but this is a holiday promo. Not much change, easy to implement. Make sure you guys are adding Valentine's Day or um, spring or Easter. Make sure you're always updating your stores to, to um, to, to be seasonal also, because for whatever reason, even without promos, or if you have a standard promo, it just conversion rates are always higher for some reason. And then this is our collection page. So we basically rebuilt the collection page in Instapage. And we do this because we are unsatisfied with the flexibility in Shogun as well as Shopify. So uh, we can do this very quickly. So we did our own little thingy for Valentine's Day and this one uh, beat out the other one. Um, that promo is obviously over now. And again, guys, we'll share a bunch of this stuff with you. Um, I just wanted to give you some kind of in the action. So here's the cool stuff. Persona page punchy. So this is straight up the man himself, Josh Snow. So it's kind of like a sales page is kind of like a product page, but it's kind of short. This audience typically has like a low attention span. Um, however, we've used advertorials, uh, longer form content for, you know, different different audiences, basically, uh, kind of going back to my other point. Um, we'll share all these guys. You can grab the URLs from my presentation too. I know that we're coming up on time. Um, and I'll jump into the advertorials. So there's two types here just to share with you. This is on brand. This is very snow pointed. This is, you know, if you haven't bought this, I know you've seen the ads, but buy it today. Here's some reasons. Plus a nice CTA. I don't normally like these just because of brand sensitivity, but uh, Josh just cares about conversion rates. And so uh, we do it. Um, and then compare that to uh, 
this one here, which is straight up clickbait. Um, trying to capitalize on a, on a TikTok angle where teens were using hydrogen uh, peroxide to whiten their teeth, it was dangerous. And so we provided a, a solution for parents basically to uh, buy snow for their teenagers and, instead of having them use uh, peroxide on their, on their teeth. Um, keep going. So uh, there's also different things. So some of you asked some questions about testing on pages. There's obviously page versus page. So this is our tool. Um, we'll go page versus page versus so on, so on, so on. There might be like four layers of these things back to that testing different variants of pre-sell to product page or pre-sell to collection page. But uh, for today's purpose, just test stuff, okay? Test different pages, different looks and feels, different headlines, different hero images, different price points. Just start doing that. You can do that easily in testing or landing page tools. Um, they all have basic split test functionality. But in that, once you get a feel, find your winners, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Cool, seven, seven tests here. Find three winners, narrow that down and start testing different elements. This is the basics. You know, there's, there's, there's a, lot, a lot more to test, um, but these are the basics and, and focus in. Hero image, like game changing, just run 10 different hero images and you'll find a gain, I promise. Even things like that announcement bar, you know, just that little thing on top that, you know, that, that you know, is easy to overlook. You think it might be, you know, it might look tacked on or something like that, but but that just, it, it just really grabs the eye. And it's, you know, I bet it's through our testing, something that we find is important. Yeah, totally, Eric. And if each one of these is 1%, click through rate gain, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There, you just gain 9%, Exactly. just like that, right? All right. I love it. Uh, my golden rules. Um, yeah, that's a picture of me. <laughs> golden rule, that was for a client. Uh, I also do UGC. Uh, if you guys want to, uh, if you guys need some UGC, hit me up. <laughs> All right. Uh, golden rules for pages. Always use one link in the traffic source. Um, and I say that because it's impossible to properly test or isolate uh, different pages if you're running different Facebook campaigns. As an it could be any traffic source, but uh, Facebook campaigns because uh, you're gonna find different audiences, and so you want to constrain your page tests and those messages and whatever that test is into a single um, ad set or campaign, so that you're not running like different campaigns to test different landing pages because. Uh, the audiences will be different and therefore dilute your data. So that's an important takeaway. You want to test your prospecting and retargeting separately. Retargeting for the most part will run to collections or PDPs. Uh, we'll very rarely do long form content once it's retargeting, but for top of funnel, um, we go ham. Uh, and so uh, just make sure you're breaking those links out or at least tracking it differently because uh, the data will perform much differently. So just make sure you do that. Um, this is kind of like people, people have different opinions about this. Don't put a button at the top on top of funnel. I know e-commerce guys are like, fuck you, man. But you know, cause there's like, it depends how far you are in the funnel for a top of funnel experience. You want your pages to be so optimized that the content like drips down. Like you, everything in that content should be purposeful, whether it's the headline or the image or the, the, the testimonial or, or, or the urgency or the offer, right? All that sh should fun, like the, look at a page as a funnel, 
right? It should all funnel down. And if you have a button at the top that skips out, your bounce rate on the next page is going to be higher. That's proven. I've tested the shit out of this. So just make your content above the action at the bottom really good. And if it's people are bouncing, cut the cut the stuff that isn't working, but don't put your button to the top. It's hard work, um, but over time, like it's going to carry you forward. Um, unless it's deeper in the funnel, then they're already sold and they're just looking for, for some more information. Um, stack value bundles. So um, always offer more on your products, always showcase what they're going to get in addition, even if in the snow example, even if it's a really nice box, like if there's nothing you can bundle up or like, or convey, uh, just be like finest wrapping of your box. Like just find things that the customer will appeal to, whether it's, um, you know, United States shipping or um, include PDFs. Like there's lots of things you can include free customer service, free warranty, all these things that you're already offering. Uh, just put it up front and visible free customer service. Like for like what? Just fill it up. I promise it'll help. Um, include price on first tests. Yeah. So for your first initial test, if you're doing different landing page tests, always include your price of the product. Your, if you don't include your price on the on the on the first top of funnel page, your click through rate will be higher. It'll be about like 35% higher. But if you put the price on, it'll be lower. But the measurement of the intent will be more accurate. And so if you have a price point on your first tests on your product page or your top of funnel page and the click-through rate is 15 percent or greater your page is going to be okay with some refining if it's 25 percent, like you're laughing um low-hanging fruit test headlines and hero images if you have a product page or like like grab one of these templates copy it just like add like 50 headline variants and and 50 uh uh hero images and just like Put them in there, bang them into your uh, landing page tool, and you're going to get a gain guaranteed. Like you could get like a 15, 20% gain uh, within the week guaranteed. Um, know your limits, stay within it. Uh, we have a lot of resources. Uh, this can be overwhelming. Uh, our processes are all built around this. So um, start small. If you want to start small, start with headlines and, and hero images and, and find yourself a cheap landing page tool. Um, you always want to be testing. So uh, commit some budget two tests we will always have new tests coming in behind our winners always and we're always kind of cycling out uh the worst of the best if that makes sense so it's kind of like a flywheel um you don't need a dev use tools we talked about that and don't be sensitive um i used to write everything myself i used to build on my pages i'd get hung up on it um but like i'd spend a week on a on a page it didn't work uh I just threw it out and you know it's tough to do uh especially for the creative folk in the audience but it, it just has to be done uh trust the data here's our process and i think this is it cool so this is a screenshot on the left from within pilot house guys this is legit our process um start with three to five angles hooks like cam showed you um energy switching pensioners uh save the environment with this energy switching service, save money, whatever those hooks or angles are, decide on the page type. So we talked about that. Build pages in page builder, obviously direct link to Shopify cart, just skip the store. Don't fuck around with it. Make your own. Uh, it's going to be a nightmare. Otherwise figure out which, uh, for the, for the newbies anyways, uh, figure out which angle slash page is the highest click through rate. So back to that 15% shoot, put the pricing on shoot for a 15% click through rate of that first top of funnel page, whatever it is you decide to build, uh, trim the fat, cut everything else, 
run more traffic, look at what's working, find yourself a winner, and then start contrast testing. So look, uh, look, contrast testing that could be like a different look and feel to so different colors. It could be uh, headlines or hero images. It could be different price points. Just figure out what that is. You want to, you want to contrast test. And you're going to keep doing that again and again and again. This is the squeezing the towel dry thing that, that has come up uh, in DTC. And then um, contrast further, uh, start testing your layout, your elements, go long, go short, uh, test copy within copy and, and just have fun with it. That's it. Very cool. Um, we definitely have some questions here. The one that I wanted to kick off with was, you know, it, it, it's funny when you were talking about the ideas of the, the pre-sale pages, finding your customers, being able to advertise to a broader audience, being able to then, you know, call people out on the text, you know, call out their avatar, um, you know, once they're on that page is, is an interesting concept. I think that's something we've talked about quite a bit. I just wanted to ask about pre-sale pages in iOS 14. You know, we all, we, we, you know, I had to be, everyone can drink. Cause I said I was iOS 14 in the, in the drinking game. Um, but I just wanted to ask, like, you know, I, it seems to me like pre-sale pages are going to be even more important in, in the iOS 14 environment, potentially where your targeting may not have as much fidelity. Is that, is that accurate? What is your exact question? My exact question is, are pre-sale pages even more relevant in the iOS 14 era and how? There's two challenges. Well, it depends. Mobile apps, no. Maybe. I mean, you could, like mobile apps are having a huge issue with this thing. Uh, but putting product pages in front of them might help you with attribution. Um, I, I think iOS 14, like no matter what, you're going to have to increase your conversion rates. So from that perspective, yes. And then it is more data for you to measure, but like, I don't think we all kind of know how bad it is going to be yet. I think if, as long as you have, as long as you have a tool that will track conversions separately to Facebook, got it. then you'll be okay. If you are dependent upon Facebook and you're still testing landing pages, I think the data will be diluted and more confusing. If you have the tool, you'll be good. Otherwise, I would keep it simple. Nice. We got a lot of good questions here. So let's uh, let's kind of keep going here. When using something like Shogun, Andrew wants to know, uh, is the landing page hosted outside your website? And then as you mentioned, you'd have to direct them back to the cart or does it become part of your website? Shogun specifically is for Shopify. So it publishes pages on the Shopify domain. It's pretty easy. But in cases where we're using things like Instapage, that's exactly what we're doing, where they're they're going to the 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 learn dot domain or you know the domain ahead of ahead of your domain, and then you're plugging directly into the cart for the the sale. Yep. Uh, perfecto. And just don't on that. Um, don't use different domains like Facebook compliance um, or other traffic sources. Just make sure the subdomain is the same the whole way through the the flow. I love it. Ashley wants to know about gold coin testing, which I believe is something that we're going to dive into a little more depth in on day three. Um, but specifically, that's where you're able to test individual elements of either your ad or your pre-sale page in sort of a structured testing environment where you can actually learn which aspect of your page is your gold coin. You can actually build a stack of gold coins so that you actually have your highest converting hero image, your highest converting headline, your highest converting CTA kind of all together stacked into a, a stack of gold. Yep. And just another, just a quick value rocket, as we like to say. Um, 
the gold coin thing, like when you're doing headline testing, say in Facebook or other platforms, you can actually just take, like you can just do like a massive test and just take like your top headlines and then use that language in your pages also, which is a, a, a little cheat there, but I think they go into detail day three. Nice. What do you find this, is John, John Coyle, what do you typically find are higher priority tests, pre-sale page angle or pre-sale page design slash layout or funnel flow? Depending on the dollars, you are conf depending on dollars you are confident in throwing at testing. I'm sure you have to prioritize your tests and test not too many things at one time. So how do we prioritize our tests? I'm just gonna here. Glad I put this in. We'll test the angles on the ads first. While those are being tested, we will decide what kind of template and or copy or uh, style we will use. And then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of like bridge those into those angles into those pages um, and kind of see where we get. Uh, it's like, it's a buildup, like obviously we're doing that behind the scenes. And so uh, again, just different requirements for DIYers and whatnot that, that might not, not be as possible. Um, I would look at your ads, figure out what your best message is in your best ad. And I would be like, okay, cool. That's my first page angle. And then I would build that page and I would put that page in front of a collection and I would put it in front of a PDP. The only thing I'd add to that is like, from a creator standpoint, definitely something I've learned is like beautiful does not equal performance. So make sure the angle, the copy, the actual content that you have on the page is your first priority and like don't perfect it doesn't need to be perfect get the stuff done send traffic to it collect the data don't think about it as like as a piece of art because i know that's something that a lot of people get stuck up on yeah and honestly like the fastest test you might just look at like your top ad and make like that really simple persona page and then just change like keep it there. And then again, just like 10 headlines, 10 hero images, scramble it up, link it out to either a PDP or a collection. And you're, you're going to get a game. Like you're going to get a game. Promise. Love it. Uh, great question from Peter Lee. First of all, appreciate this value bomb from Cameron and Kyle question when testing different angled landing pages, let's say you know, an energy company. So option one is save the energy angle landing page versus save the money uh, for your pension angle landing page. Do you change your paid social creative to cater to that specific landing page? Or do you create a broad angle creative, i.e. save energy and let the landing page filter those personas for you? Broad and then uh, links that carry those angles and personas. In the UTMs? Depends what tool or stack you're using. Like you could use UTMs to track this also, yeah. Okay, let's let's talk about that. I know I know we've sort of been a little bit hesitant to talk about uh, our internal secret weapon Rubik's, but so basically, like it would be great to get, give us a high level, uh, you know, a, a quick elevator pitch of what Rubik's is, how we use it, and then if you can finish by saying for people that aren't able to use Rubik's, uh, unless you're opening it right now, um, how can people do this? And I assume through things like UTMs and and Google Analytics. Again, I think everyone just keep it simple. Always keep it simple. It's kind of that is that is the golden rule at Pilot House. Actually, keep yeah. it simple. Although we overcomplicate everything. Um, <laughs> when you, yeah, 
keep what you can simple. Um, run single tests in a single landing page tool that has very simple uh, optimization abilities and that can do like a single test on that one group of pages. Like just start there. Um, otherwise, it's going to become overwhelming. If you also want, you can do a test uh, specifically like using Google Optimize, uh, which is like it'll do a bunch of tests for you on a single page. But the look and feel, it won't, it won't give you like the contrasting styles or content. It will like allow you to change single elements uh, on a, a single page dynamically through JavaScript. So you don't have to like go into a bunch of different tools and string the pages together and, and whatnot. Um, that, that would be my two like uh, get started ideas. Uh, Cam might have other, other thoughts there. Um, Rubix is like it. It's like an octopus. It's crazy. Uh, you can test basically unlimited page flows, funnels, and customer journeys, and measure the results uh, along the way. Um, it's that image on the left there. That's a without small ever problem. disturbing your ad is the big part too on the front end. So you so you don't lose your social proof while you're doing all these changes. Yeah, you don't lose the momentum of of your of your campaigns for sure. That's a that's a really important thing, and that goes back to also the um, making sure that you're using a single link in these tests because uh, again, uh, not only will you uh, lose out on your um, on your social proof in your ad, your likes and emojis and whatnot, but uh, you'll also break the momentum of the campaign. And just to be clear, Rubik's is something that we use on all Pilot House clients basically at this point. Um, and it's a product that we are looking to productize and and uh, and make it available for for others. It's it's not quite there yet. Is that accurate? It is a pilot house secret weapon that our clients love. Got it. Uh, that's a good way to put it. Um, but, but but just questions about scale, like how many visitors per day are su sufficient for testing these pages? I would just say you're going to improve your convert, no matter how many visit visitors you have, if you want to drive more sales, these are going to be a good way to do it. But when it comes to sort of testing, uh, you know, more than one page, what does that look like? I'll, I'll say this one really quickly and then Cam will go, but just point number six here, golden rules, kill losers early, like look at those early indicators, but click through rate, you know, we're making decisions with like thousand clicks. Perfect. I would have said the same thing, like with, with that energy switching funnel, for example, like the structure of that, that test, I think we had four or five different angles. It was like homeowners slash property owners, savvy savers. So people looking to save a buck, it was like green energy pensioners. I think they're missing one more. So there was like five different angles. And then I think for each, we did maybe two or three page variants as like a second stage. So within each of those five, six being the control, we had, I think a thousand, maybe 1500, 2000 on each kind of hit each page. So we, we wanted to make sure all those pages had enough data to optimize off of killed, killed the ones that we didn't see performance and then doubled down on the ones that we did. And then ran the, basically the exact same metrics, waited until all of those new pages got kind of that same amount of data and then just like keep iterating. And then we're going to pull the winners out and then put them in a new uh, Rubik's funnel, do the exact same thing to a new audience. Cool. Um, so what actual sales conversion rates are you seeing? Also, thank you. Such a great presentation. Thank you, Haley. Uh, like what's our, yeah. What, what sort of conversion rates are we seeing from from these pages? Oh uh, man, it's like it's very so, easy. so many products and stuff. Like it's really hard to say. And like, yeah. Targeting versus prospecting. Um, 
I, I would tell you on average, we probably do like a 25% gain. Cam, is that like a, like, like if a product is like a 150 EPC or, or like a whatever, we can get it to like two, two fifty three. Yeah. That one started out with an EPC of, I think that one was like even closer to, you know, 50 pence. So, you know, we made our way up closer to, to like a buck or, you know, one, one pound. And then like, it's still early. So we're just working our way up, but yeah, like snow is a good example where it started at like a buck 50 and incrementally made our way up to like seven bucks. Totally. Yeah. That's actually a really good example. Um, so it really comes down to just leaning into it and giving her. <laughs> Love it. Um, let's see if we have any other there's just there's more specific stuff about shogun how do you go about properly testing with shogun i want to pull my hair out with their ab testing which made us move back to unbounce is that is that the reason that we lean so heavily on insta pages shogun kind of came out strong the last couple of years um we use it for pdps and like anything kind of on store but yeah we we that's why we're bridging from different platforms because they all have their strengths. So I hear ya. Cool. Let's see everything dry. Is Shogun superior to PageFly on Shopify for any reason? Did, did you mention, you mentioned PageFly, uh, Cam, is there any specific reason to use one over the other? Um, I mean, I, I, I purely look at this just from my domain, which is like visuals. I mean, they're all kind of janky in their own way. I found PageFly to be a little bit better, but they're all, they're all a bit janky, to be honest, from my experience. Nice. We have some more deeper questions. How do you test with different angles on Facebook ads and then not have your ads affect the social proof? That, that's, that's that Rubik's secret weapon. Um, have how it, do, you oh, do? Uh, do you want me to ask that or no? Yeah, please. Uh, all you have to do is find a, like, yeah, we, we do it, blah, 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 blah. But like, all you have to do is find a tool that can do split, uh, split tests behind the scenes. And so, um, like Instapage, the way they work is, uh, they'll, they'll just load the split test behind the same page and Google optimize or link rather Google optimize. will do that also. Perfect. Um, good advice there. Uh, how do you deal with cross domain tracking? Any analytics suggestions or platforms and tips and tricks? I think that's pretty much what we just discussed there. Kind of sticking with one of these, especially if you're just starting out, starting with one of these page builders using their, um, their tracking. Cross domains a nightmare. Uh, that's, you can get pretty close with subdomains and making sure that, uh, your subdomain of your, your store domain, your pre, your pages, your sub, your pre-sell pages subdomain is the same root of the store domain and that will get you pretty far in tracking google's a fucking nightmare but they all have their own their own problems nice uh have you have faith can facebook's instant experiences ever be effective as a landing page experience yes i like it We've done but it. not but not often it's impossible to track and compare mm. You don't get the, you don't, yeah, you just don't get any data and you can't run tests against it. Oh, maybe you can now with the, the split test tool, but back when I was doing it, that was like six years ago. So Ashitosh asks, does a page have a lifetime, like an expiry date, I guess, like, let's say it only works for a month. I guess promo specific ones often do, but I guess you were highlighting a page that we just, that we haven't been able to beat so far that we keep trying, but it's, you know, pages can last a long time. 
pages can last a long time. They, they can also definitely. burn out in a heartbeat. Totally. But, and like, like but it's important story. to know, like, you know, like that Wolfers page, like we've been essentially running that page for, I don't know, six months to a year, but you just make really subtle changes to it. The framework and the wireframe doesn't really change. You just sub out colors, promotional content, skews, like the, 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 the guts of it is has essentially been unchanged since we landed on our kind of winning content. I think also like audiences will come and go and it's like, oh, you caught them on a good day. They like that color. You know, and it's like maybe they just saw the same thing forever and now it's a refresh. Like, oh, I guess like I feel good today. Sure, I'll buy it. This is different. So I would just just keep keep changing stuff and and as soon as it stops working, replace it. Nice. Uh let's see. I know I know we're running short on time here. Uh Mark, Mark, a uh, hero image is the first image that is above the fold. That is the sort of the most eye-catching image that you need to have uh, that really grabs people's attention. Uh, testing that is quite valuable. Uh, is having direct buy options on the pre-sale page better than sending p sending to PDPs or collections, i.e. Add, uh, add, add to cart option right on the pre-sale page? Long form copy, if it's like 60 pages and old school and like direct response-y, yeah. Like by the time they've spent an hour and a half reading that thing, all they want to do is buy. They're just like desperate to find the button, but I wouldn't do that um, necessarily for everything. Cool. Um, ba, 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 ba. Where does this go? Oh, that's our tool. Uh, let's pull up another one. Do pre-sale pages typically work better with single product brands compared to brands with many products, or do you direct them to collection pages in the latter case? I have an opinion. I'm curious what Cam thinks. Sorry, I know I was watching you play around with links. I missed the question. Uh, do pre-sale pages typically work better with single product brands compared to brands with many SKUs or products? Or do, you, do you direct them to collection pages in the latter case? Yeah, we found, yeah, we direct to collections if they have multiple SKUs. We found the most success that you can kind of isolate on a certain product or, or maybe bundle those products. Or, you know, another case would be like we work with a watch brand who has a single product in a number of colorways. So you kind of focus in on that, on that collection in their case which is just a single product multiple colors but it, it just enables you to get deeper data on the stuff that you're running versus just having a whole bunch of different destinations for your customer to click through with that being said like woofers a client we can share information from like we rebuilt their collection pages for like six months that was our main game we just kept rebuilding their collection pages with um insta page and uh it would be seasonal, it'd be promo, whatever. And we would just like keep moving the products up into the top left, the ones that had the highest earning per click. Um, yeah, so it, every, everything can work. You just gotta just drill into it. I love it. This is, an, this is a good question. Just, I think it gets at the heart of, of Pilot House a little bit. Like what do you, what, how do you charge your customers? Is it a flat fee monthly based on pages built, performance metrics, et cetera? And then how do you charge customers? Is it a flat fee based on pages built essentially? We kind of just make, I don't want to turn this into a sales pitch, but we'll just make pages relentlessly until something works. And so that's just kind of the, the process um, that is built into a schedule of fees that suit the client's requirements. Um, the idea being that uh, our costs are covered by the clients. And again, back to the performance thing, um, we make profit on the overall performance of the account. 
we're incentivized. It, it just, it's, it's sort of a no brainer in, in the, just because we know these things are so powerful. We know we're incentivized to succeed. So we are going to succeed. So, you know, and, and we know that we can succeed more, the more we make. Um, so I, it's just that kind of arbitrage. Yeah. We're, we're arbing the difference from unrealized revenue before we started. Uh, do we have differences? Kaylee wants to know, what do you focus on in your retargeting pages versus prospecting pages? Do we have specialized retargeting um, pre-sale pages or do they just go to the store or to collections or something? We'll usually take the, I mean, we'll usually take the best of say a uh, product or um, uh, collection pages that we've made and then just direct link to those. Yeah, like it goes back to like what I mentioned earlier. Like it's just like a decreasing friction at that point. Like they obviously are super interested in the product. So like for retargeting, there's, you know, focusing on warranty or like anything that can kind of just push them over the finish line, elaborating on those value adds is, is super effective at that point in the funnel. Retargeting, you want the least amount of friction. Just put a coupon code at the top, make it big and be like, welcome back, there you go. <laughs> Uh, R Regina has a good question. Really appreciate the help. Curious. I've read that having outbound links beyond, uh, beyond the leading CTA should be avoided, but looking at your insider smiles page here, uh, you have a menu at the bottom with a variety of links. Do you find that it affects your conversion rate negatively? Mm. This is that, that bottom one there. This one? Yep. Well, these all crush. <laughs> <laughs> so are you talking about like footer links or? Like which link, uh, it's hard to decide, but you can tell like there's no real, where does this go? This just shoots down there. Like we're not, that's against my, my love, but it's okay. It's I don't know, this page works. Uh, it's simple, it's very clear. I think lots of links, it's like a menu, you go to a restaurant. Uh, that's why I don't like collections as much. Um, you go to a restaurant and it's like a 50 page menu. You're just like overwhelmed, um, keep it simple make your offerings clear and concise. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, I think we better wrap this up. We do have some other questions here, but we will be back for two more days of this. And I'm, I'm sure Kyle will be, uh, at least Kyle will be involved uh, potentially in some of these other ones as well. Uh, if, if there's other questions that come up there. Um, yeah, I think if we want to just leave this off, it would be on this D2C plus slide here, which is go to d2cplus.co right now. Uh, and use D2C founders as a promo code with a, with an S on the end, D2C founders. And that'll only work for an annual pass, but it'll basically give you uh, all D2C plus courses, as well as all future workshops that we're going to be working on uh, month in month out, giving you the highest value learnings that kind of come from the agency. Uh, and if you use that promo code, it works out to about $37 a month uh, where when you think about the the value that you're, you're going to be able to get from this, if, if, if you build a pre-sale page, you know, it, it, it could have lasting impact on your business. Um, so we really hope uh, you'll consider joining us in D2C plus, and for sure, we hope you'll join us tomorrow for our copywriting workshop, uh, with Alora and Brad that we're all very excited for. We were looking at the analytics for our podcast and we noticed that there's a lot of people that listen right to the very end, which we're super psyched about. But then we thought we don't really put anything interesting at the end uh, that, that might benefit the relationship. So if you're still listening to this, please make sure you go find us on Facebook. Uh, go find us on YouTube. We're just really putting a little bit more attention into our YouTube channel as well. Make sure you go subscribe to us there. Like, comment, share 
all of those things. All my favorite uh, podcasts and YouTube celebrities are always asking people to like, comment, and to share, to click that button that's somewhere around the screen. They never know where it is for some reason. They never know where that button is. You'd think they'd figure it out. But uh, but yeah, if you haven't uh, subscribed on YouTube, subscribed on Spotify, make sure that you're rating the podcast. If you haven't rated our podcast and you really like our podcast, make sure you go rate it five stars. Uh, if you write, rate it anything less than that, then don't even bother to rate it. Just write me an angry email and tell me why it's four stars or three stars or two stars. But only five-star podcasts make the grade these days. And I think we can both agree that on most days, this is a five-star podcast. On every single day, let's call it. Anyway, uh, if you're still listening, thank you so much for your patronage thus far. Maybe you've done all of these things that I've requested and you're like, Eric, why are you asking me to do these things that I've already done? Well, if you've already done those things, you can go and share at the newsletter, share the podcast. You can always share more. You can always evangelize more for the D2C podcast, and we appreciate it every single time. If you grab your referral link from the newsletter and you share it, then of course we'll send you sweet swag, like this hat that I'm wearing right now, or this beanie that I can also wear at other times when it is colder. Uh, it's really all stuff you're gonna want. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks again, and we'll see you again soon. Peace.